know that some in our audience know the finer points of hockey. The Chris Johnston Show. We are your friends. The biggest stories, bringing you inside the game. What did you hear? The Chris Johnston Show. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? What is going on? Here's Chris with your host, Julian McKenzie. Part of the game. Trade deadline time is done. Things have calmed down. You can tell in the the way my voice sounds so serene and i'm sure cj you you have a similar vibe as well yeah it broke out the sunglasses i know they're controversial among some but uh just just dictating a mood right just projecting the way that the entire industry feels right now um you know obviously still still some heat turned up in certain places on certain teams and certain situations but in general this is a calm period before the storm that is the start of the stanley cup playoffs don't tempt me with a good time. We're still a month away from that. Even though uh, it's looking like the team that I cover might miss it, I'm still very excited for what we might get from this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. We might touch off on uh, the team I cover. But uh, there are two teams I want to discuss at the start first. Um, Two teams who, uh, well, one team, their fan base seems to be a little bit up in arms. Uh, One, Steve Dangle was pretty upset in their latest LFR. And another team... Uh, doing something pretty interesting. Uh, And it just so happens these two teams will play against each other in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Which team after this past weekend are you showing more concern for? The Tampa Bay Lightning, who benched their three superstars in a game against the Buffalo Sabres before getting walloped 6-0 against the Carolina Hurricanes? Or the Toronto Maple Leafs, who lose uh, in Vancouver and in Edmonton while also uh, seeing Ryan O'Reilly pick up an injury. Um, I think Austin Matthews took a shot off the knee as well, but also just a little bit of a freakout starting to stem up within the fan base in Toronto. Well, this might not be popular. I'm not that concerned about either, man. I mean, this is the other side. We can't have both arguments. We can't say it's it's crappy that that there's the season doesn't mean much for these teams, that we've known for a month or two that they're going to play each other that they're still at least a month until they play each other and then freak out because of two or three games, you know? And so let's go one by one, the yep. lightning. Look, it, it's not a good look. You, you bench your top players. Obviously John Cooper, that's for him. That's the closest thing to like lifting the latch and hitting like the, like, like that's him. That's him hitting the panic button or, or, or like it's using a tool at his disposal. He can't do too much. He can't go to that too often. And then they lose badly in Carolina the next day, I, I understand why you go like, oh, where was the response? But I just think a team that's won as much as they have, that's been through what they have, I don't worry that much. I mean, clearly there's a time there they've got to clean it up and they've been very leaky. They've, they've let a lot of goals in uh, the last stretch of games. I, I get that they're not been sharp, but they still have, you know, five plus weeks here in the regular season before really anything truly matters. And I, I just think we've seen it time and time again from those guys. Like we know they're gamers. They show up, whatever it matters. You know, they won their, their second Stanley Cup 2021. They were the road team in all four playoff series. Like they, they started every series on the road and, and they went through that Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, these guys can win in a bubble. They can win on the road. They can win. And so I, I just think that it, it doesn't matter to me where, you know, how they finish the season, where it is. I mean, there's, there's lots of time to get together. So, I'm not hitting any panic button on Tampa, but you know, we should watch that one closely. I mean, I, I will be the first to acknowledge the see a head coach bench three stars like that for an entire 
is is unusual and that's done to get some kind of response from those players to get their attention to send a message to the dressing room so let's see where it goes from here as for the Leafs, like what are we even doing here i think they're still fourth or fifth in points percentage they've been on this crazy long road trip they've just traded for six new roster players they played three games in four days in different cities and look i'm not going to defend those performances it was a bad loss in edmonton a one-sided loss in vancouver but i like we're not judging this season on this little snippet of schedule are we i mean i, I suppose poor steve dangle has to make an lfr after every game so i get that he's got to maybe ride the waves of emotion a little more because what else is he going to talk about um but i've seen no big picture reason to be that concerned about the team yet like let's give this two more weeks from this point on let's they still have a game in new jersey then they're back home they play edmonton on saturday um let's see how they go as, as they get everyone more incorporated figure out how they want to use the lineup you know obviously tough Injury news, it looks like for Ryan O'Reilly, you know, my understanding is that's probably going to be not a, a short, short term time out of the lineup. You know, I don't have exact prognosis. The team hasn't addressed it publicly as we record this, um, but but I, I do think he's going to miss some time here. But, you know, let's let's calm things down a little bit, everyone. Remember, I told you this is chill March. This is just just relax. I, I don't think again. I'm not defending any game, any performance. I think that there's, it's a perfectly understandable performance. The team has been on the road forever. There's all these new players. They, they have no practice time. So some combination of fatigue, new guys, just the drag of a road trip, I think kind of makes sense that, that these, this hasn't been the best stretch, but it's not as though they've lost six in a row. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think, I think that they've earned some benefit of the doubt. And then everyone's going to say, well, what about this year and this year and this year and all the things that happened before? Well, this current group has been pretty consistently on it, and uh, I don't think this is going to be a prolonged slide into oblivion. Okay, I like those thoughts. Can I pick your brain about two more things before we bring on DB and uh, we get to all the fun questions for Ask CJ? It is a Ask CJ Monday, but we're going to make it fun. Can I pick your brain about two more hockey things? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on Jacob Chikrin? and the loving he's getting in Ottawa since being acquired uh, at the deadline um, and, and just him and his performances and, and, and everything going on over there. Well, to me, if you're not affiliated with one team, this, this might be the best kind of story going in the league right now, or certainly one of the handful. I mean, just from the human side of things, clearly the length of time Jacob Chikrin had to wait to get dealt from Arizona, you know, having your name in so many rumors, you know, going through some of the injury situations he had at the end of last season and the start of this one. I mean, this is a guy who's, he's been through it, man. And he gets traded to, you know, a team that is in the middle of a playoff run that has other players kind of in his age band. You know what I mean? Like the, like the senators, you can see them coming together um, and really putting a push on to try to get into a wild card spot. There's good vibes in general in that city and that situation. It happens to be a city where his family has close ties to, I see these pictures on his, his Instagram story, him and his grandpa out for like a Caesar, you know, his mom's posting all this love on Twitter, just about how nice it is to be with family. The team's winning. I mean, you can understand Jacob Chikrin must feel like he's been released back into the world. He's seeing son after, you know, being stuck in the basement for a little while. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's such a cool story. I think it's, it's really neat to see the senators playing as well as they are. Look, they're still facing uphill, uphill odds here. It's not, even 50-50, I don't believe yet that they make the playoffs. But, you know, they've, they've won a ton of games and they've added this player that I think is going to help them, whether they get in now or not this spring. I mean, they've already accomplished sort of one of the organizational goals of playing meaningful games in March. Calendar says March. These games do matter. 
And, uh, you know, good for Jacob Chikrin. Um, you know, it is the, the other side. We just did, what, eight weeks worth of shows talking about trade rumors and, and speculation. And then, of course, what actually happened at the deadline. You know, the human side of it shouldn't ever really be lost. And, and there, there is a human toll, I think, for someone that's been in those rumors for 18, 19, 20 months, like Jacob Chikrin has, and all of a sudden gets dropped into his hometown kind of thing with, with a team chasing the playoffs. I mean, it's just a, it's just a great, great uh, story for him. And I love the love in, I love the way the senators greeted him for his first game at the entire center. He gets sort of a standing O his first shift. I mean, this is uh, the good vibes are rolling right now. The vibes in Ottawa are immaculate, Julian. I believe that let's talk about another team where the vibes are exactly opposite. Uh, the Calgary flames who, uh, I don't know if you saw this shot going around after their loss to Minnesota, where the camera's panning to all these faces on the flames bench and they vary from worried to defeated and sad. Mm. What's your thoughts there? Yeah. The vibes not immaculate in Calgary. And I think with good reason, I mean, look, to lose, to go on the losing streak they have at the time they did when, when management has been so clear about wanting to get direction from the players. I know there was a couple additions made, but nothing we'd call splashy at the deadline, you know, by Brad Tree Living and his staff. I think just the weight of this is sinking in on everybody. Like this should, this is a team that did not meet whatever it was on paper, never has manifested itself or come together on the ice for a long enough stretch of time to have them have success. And, and, you know, I, I would think that I think that that's sort of maybe sinking in now, like the, the time is dwindling to turn it around. You know, they've had some shitty luck. Let's call it, you know, the, the game against was the Bruins where they had a huge, you know, the shots were insane and they lose a tight game there. Even Toronto, they're in the third period. It's a tie game the night before the deadline, the Leafs squeak out a victory. Then they lose this game to Minnesota. Like it, it it's snowballing in the wrong direction. They, they've definitely come through a tough stretch of schedule. When you look at the teams they've played. And I think that that, that needs to be kept in mind here is they, they, they have faced a difficult stretch. And so maybe there's a way to salvage this, but it just feels like with each passing day, that becomes less and less likely. There's no hope coming really from outside. Like there's no, there's no white night in to save this. They have to figure it out themselves. And, and, you know, something has just been off all year in that organization. And, and I don't know that it's easy enough to say it's one thing. I think it's just maybe incorporating all those new pieces, you know, some chafing obviously with, with some of the players and Daryl Sutter, I just think it's it's sort of a, it's been a tumultuous time there, Julian, and and it doesn't look good. Let's let's state the obvious. It's it's not impossible. The math is not on their side though, and they need to get it together quickly, or else, my man, missing the playoffs. I just I wouldn't have guessed that after last year, even with the changes, because uh, I thought that Brad Living did the best in the circumstance, like in a really tough spot. You know, he did turn over two of his best players and and bring in some other guys, but it just, it hasn't come together yet. And, and look, it might in time, like it's still too early to say, like, I will not say like Jonathan Huberto might have still a great flames career, but it's not been a great season. Right. Like Nazem Kadri is, I'm not saying that that's a disastrous signing. Like I think that there's still room to tweak and add and find ways to make this work, but I think that they're going to have to, you know, go back to the drawing board. And unfortunately there was no ability to do that at the trade deadline. Like the, the real, the real work under the hood has to be done this summer. And there's a lot of storylines and potential work. I mean, up to now, we don't know who's going to do that work under the hood this summer. Yeah, we still don't know. I mean, I think Brad Living has a decision to make about whether he wants to stay on there or not. Obviously, his, his contract's coming to an end. We'll see how that situation resolves itself. 
who is an ex-GM? I mean, yeah, you're right. There's, there's big decisions. Does Daryl Sutter keep his job? I know that sounds crazy to ask, but, you know, some of this has to fall on the coach's shoulders too. And so, you know, I don't know how that's going to shake out yet. I think, I mean, it's not premature for us to talk about it, but it's really premature for us to know where it's all headed um, because, you know, maybe maybe it looks different if they get hot in these last five weeks and make the playoffs. Maybe they win a rat. Like, crazy things can happen. It's That's not beyond the realm of possibility, but it's just, you're right. You see that, that shot of the bench. Like, it just feels like defeat, disappointment, all those feelings are, are setting in and they've got to somehow push back against that. And, and there's no time, right? The schedule, every other day you're playing more or less. There's not a lot of time to get a full reset in, in the NHL world. And I think that that's, that's part of the, the challenge of the league is just so many games in such a small amount of days and you got to try to stay on it, you know, be at your best as long as you can. And when it starts going the other direction, it can be tough to turn it around. I know you're on the road. So thank you for exhausting as much as you can of your brain. Uh, uh, we'll get to DB. And I promise after that, nothing but fun questions from here on out. Perfect. I'm I that's all I got anyway. So <laughs> all right, let's bring I gave you D. my best. <laughs> you you've done more than that. It's time to bring on DB for you can bet that. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Welcome to You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Remember to hit up sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN for all of your gaming needs. It's time to look at the Western Conference. It's supposed to be wide open, but maybe Colorado... Uh, uh, could be that team to take it all the way to the top. Uh, I believe they are the betting favorites according to Sports Interaction. Do I have that correct, DB? Yeah, you do. And that, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about that today because it's a little bit of a refresh on the numbers, but Colorado still favorites to come out of the West. Now, uh, as it stands of time of taping, they're seventh place in the conference. They got some ground to build. and And, and the thing too, Chris, is they also have six teams to jump over into that number one slot, which is fairly significant when you look at it. But uh, getting out of that central is going to be tough. And then you have to play a Pacific division that's wide open. Um, I'll give you the top three and, and it should come as no no uh, real, uh, um, you know, uh, education there because it's Colorado, Vegas and Dallas. Uh, and, and after that, it's still wide open. Is there? Do you have any inklings of what could actually come in this Western Conference, which is clearly the wild, wild west? I, I'd lean more to Vegas or Dallas, honestly, and probably to the Golden Knights is, is where my sort of instincts take me. Because the other thing about Colorado is they have to pass those teams. They also have nothing to prove, right? I mean, we all know that they've been injured. Uh, they won last year's Stanley Cup. I think a team like that is just trying to get in, make sure they book their place. You know, you know, clearly they want to play well down the stretch, but I. I don't think there's as much push to, to finish in the highest spot in the standings. I think they're comfortable going on the road for the playoffs if they have to. And so, you know, I still like their team a lot and I understand where the, the odds makers are probably looking there. But to me, I just don't see a, a compelling reason that they have to go, you know, 15 and five down the stretch to finish the season. I think that they'll just be content to get in and have their spot. All right, we'll have to see how it plays out for the rest of the year. Remember to hit up sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN for all the best odds before game, in game, and the best props. Again, sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. DB, we will talk soon. Looking forward to it, guys. It's time to tame your mane.
No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with the Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. And it starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. I don't know how I feel about reading the word juggernaut in this ad, but this thing works really well. It's, this is a cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you about 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming doesn't have to be hard. You get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus it's waterproof. So you can shave in the shower to avoid all of that hair in the sink. The titanium coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face. See, really smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. That being said, though, it is a kit that does not end here at all with uh, the uh, beard hedger over here. Uh, they have four dermatologist tested formulations for post-trim care. Uh, let's see if we can pull out some of these here out of our fancy kit. They have the beard shampoo. Right over here, pretty nice, and conditioner. Uh, we have beard oil over here, which is pretty nice, pretty sweet to see. Uh, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. Of course, nobody wants any whack, uh, you know, dry skin and beard is just brittle and all that. I know I got a little bit of a small one, a little bit of a baby one, but look, little baby beards need love too. And I think uh, this here beard oil will definitely help as well. Uh, here is the conditioner. Sorry, it's a bit of a, you know, just coming out of the jar here. You know, you got to make sure you got to get these right and that they don't fall off. But you got the conditioner here and you have beard balm as well. Uh, it looks really sweet. Plus you have the, look at this. Look at this. This is really sweet. This is a bit of like an impromptu uh, unboxing, I want to say. I think we got a little bit of a brush coming out here, which is pretty sweet. Look at this. Look at this. They got the logo on the side too. Pretty sweet. So for those trying to catch up, the beard shampoo, which, uh, and the conditioner as well, which uh, just look all for different types of hair as well. If your hair is coarse, the beard is coarse, uh, easier damaged on the hair than your head. Uh, that's why the kid has the shampoo and the conditioner designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils as well, promote beard health. Like they have that in check. Uh, the balm with the pomade that shapes, styles, and moisturizes and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. And three free gifts, including this here brush. There's a comb and scissors here as well to ensure the beard is ready to impress. 20% off uh, with free shipping if you go to manscaped.com slash Johnston. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use Johnston as the free code to get yourself uh, 20% off off the Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave it a try because better gut health, sustained energy, immune system. Look, we've had days where we've done this show and I'm recording. I'm waking up at 7 a.m. Calgary time to do this. You know how hard it is to do with little to no energy? Thank God I have AG1 in my life. I can take it on an empty stomach and it at least, you know, makes the idea of doing a show at 7 a.m. Calgary time where it's super dark outside all the more bearable because I have the energy. Look, I have the energy doing this ad right now. I think that's a pretty good sign that AG1 uh, is something that could work for you. Uh, I should mention for those wondering like, okay, like what's what's the deal with it? 
you can have about 75 high quality ingredients in the powder. You just literally, you take a bottle of water or you could take like this little, uh, this is a really fun cup I've been drinking throughout this episode. I just found this at a random store. You literally, I just put some water in there. You put some powder in there as well. It's got 75 high quality ingredients that give you the the key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. That'll help you get through your day. Makes that whole thing up. You got yourself a nice little solution as far as I'm concerned. Not to mention uh, for those who are uh, trying to get into it, who've been a little hesitant. They're like, hey man, I'm thinking about doing it, but I think I probably need some kind of a deal. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash johnston that's athleticgreens.com slash johnston go check it out and go go get ag1 man do buy do right by your gut health immune system all that fun stuff athleticgreens.com slash johnston go check it out as promised Ask CJ on a Monday, but the questions are fun and they're not any serious hockey questions. Are you ready, CJ? Ridic, Ridic <laughs> only. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say some of the questions we have are a little bit ridiculous. Let's see. Uh, from George, uh, who is very prominent. On we should Instagram. say too, Julian. Yes. I have not, I have not preemptively read these. Like this is yeah. so. I might get stumped. Like if the questions are really out of left field and weird, I might, I might need a little bit of time to work through it mentally, but uh, I'm just saying that disclaimer is that I have not, I do not know what's coming. Okay. Give yourself all the time for this first question from George at SDPN karaoke night. What would be your go-to performance to bring down the house? Ooh, well, I would, this will not surprise you. I'd be going with an oldie for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, um something from my era when i love music the most well i don't know i i kind of like feel like i might do taylor swift anti-hero what what did what did, did, did no what you just said you were going to do an oldie how did you go from that to anti-hero well because i was thinking if you're bringing down the house like I, sure, I could go into like something from Radiohead or something like that I really love that I know all the words to that I wouldn't even need the prompter and I could really put my heart into. But then I was like, it'd be more surprising if like old ass CJ got on stage and did an anti-hero. And I also, I just love that song. So I think that that's, that's where my brain pivoted. I was like, wait, yeah, I could do another song that I could actually sing reasonably well, though I have a terrible voice, if we're being honest. But then it'd be better if I did something new and unexpected. Hi, it's you. You're the problem. It's That's me. how the song goes, right? Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Your voice isn't that bad. You can, you, can, you can hold the note a little bit. Uh, I'm realistic, man. I'm realistic. I, I don't hold a tune that great. Okay, that's fine. Well, but, I thought I didn't Antihero, think that was if we're doing SDPN karaoke night, put me down. Put me down. I'll do it. You should do a legit SDPN karaoke night during the draft. I'm just going to put that out there for Adam. From Dr. Sun on Discord. In the annual SDPN All-Star game, the Cobra Papas defeat the Dangle Navy thanks to a buzzer-beating goal by their captain's son, CJ. No Michigan scored, but you get the the game MVP honors with a $1,000 check. How do you treat yourself after this amazing performance? I'm going to order all the pizza pizza I can for 1000 bucks. 
I'm going to make sure that everybody on my team is looked after. If they have any guests at the game are looked after. Just like dipping sauces raining from the sky, garlic dipping sauces, and all the pizza pizza you can eat. That's my thousand. That's my thousand dollar treat for being the the game MVP. Maradora sauce for everyone. Okay, next one. Garlic from... man, you can't go wrong with the garlic dipping sauce. Very fair. I prefer marinara. Uh, this one from let's pick Chris Thorne. Uh, hello, guys. I am from L.A. and I collect hockey cards. I was wondering if you do or ever did. If so, what is your favorite hockey card? And my favorite chocolate bar is a Snickers. Love it. The chocolate bar weighing in. I was a big hockey card collector as a kid. Hockey and baseball. Um, probably more popular in my era, Julian, than yours. Like I'm thinking early 90s-ish time. My next door neighbor actually owned a sports card store in Coburg and my parents, my parents would let me bike downtown by myself when I was like eight or nine years old. I, I'm talking maybe like three kilometers from where I grew up, give or take. And I would bike down there on a Saturday morning and literally just hang out in the shop with my next door neighbor for like five hours at a time. I mean, obviously look through cards, talk to the customers a bit. I wasn't really working in any functional way, but um, I was huge into that. I love the upper deck series of hockey at that time there's a pavel burry card where he's in rollerblades that i used to think was like oh, that's so cool. the, the shit <laughs> he's like he's like literally like he's in like manhattan beach or somewhere like out in la and rollerblades from that upper deck series so that that might have been my favorite card um but i never got back into it since then and so all those cards that ever i have from as a kid or sitting in my dad's basement somewhere or whatever i haven't i haven't looked at them and 20 years. I'm not sure if anything in there is worth any money at this point in time, but uh, that's basically been my, my tie to hockey cards. I know they've gotten a lot cooler now. Like you get like a piece of a game worn Jersey in there or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's, they've gotten a lot more interesting over the years, but uh, I, my, my love was strong when I was young and I still think of it fondly. I had a very mini hockey card phase when I was young, like in the early 2000s. And I would go to like yard sales. And if they had cards, like I would like buy some. And I have a little binder uh, that's, I think, still in my old office back at home in Montreal, uh, where some of those cards are. And randomly, like, I, like I'll have like a bunch of like old random cards. It's hard to say. Like, you know, I'm trying to remember all the players. I think I have a Steve Eiserman one somewhere. Um, but yeah, I've got a few. But like the coolest part of that collection, like I randomly came across like this old anniversary collection of Montreal Expos cards. And it's all these different players and managers through the years. And I think the, the set was released in like 1994. It was like a, it was an anniversary series. So I have like a bunch of cards of like some of the guys from that 94 team as well. Uh, I think it was McDonald's branded too. I want to remember. Um, yeah. So that's basically my small, not as impressive, but still kind of cool uh, hockey card, <laughs> baseball card collection. I love that they still exist. Like, I love there's still a modern desire for these things. Like, it's 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 kind of cool. I mean, obviously, there's NFTs are big in the NBA. Maybe those will become big in the NHL at some point. It's kind of a modern day version of it. But I love there's still people out there open a pack of cards. There's nothing like that feeling. You don't know what you're going to get when you open a pack of cards. I read you. In fact, to the, in fact, even now, I would much rather like the genuine card in my hand than like an NFT. No respect to people who are big in that world, but like I'd much rather have the card in my hand. Um, I have one from Joshua Guthrie, which is fun. Just a fun question. That's how it actually starts. 
let's say you can go back and fight Mike Tyson at any age. And for every year, how old he is, you get a million dollars. What age would you travel back or forward to fight Mike Tyson? And for context, he started fighting at 11 years old. Uh, I would not fight Mike Tyson today. No, no. But like, who would rewind it? I mean, he he was he's presumably less tough today than he was at any point back to age eleven. I mean, um, have can you I seen videos of him fighting now, man? Have you seen those little like sparring videos? It, it's the speed of the punches and how he delivers them. Like he still has some of that. It's scary. Well, I can't hurt anybody. I'm not. A, I've never been a fighter, Julia. Just like never at any point in my life, even as a little kid, when maybe it's like kids tend to, you know fight a bit so i can't i've never hurt anybody as it is physically uh i don't know can i fight him when he's 148 and somehow i'm at the fittest i've ever been like that might be the only chance i have of ever surviving such a fight who cares what the 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 monetary aspect here is irrelevant to me i'm like at what at what point could i fight mike tyson and live because right now i don't think that there's an age that he's been that i i would survive that kind of that kind of battle I, I, I read you on that. Uh, we'll, we'll go with 148. Um, let's take this last one from Chris Beggs. Curious about your day, weekly kilometers. Do you just go about how you're feeling for distance and pace, or do you have pace and distance goals? This is a running question. Yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's a good one. Like It's geared towards runners who think about this stuff a lot. The, the easy answer is when I'm not training for a race, which I'm not right now, um, I, I just kind of go by how I feel each day. I don't put any pressure on myself in terms of the pace, especially. So I'm probably doing like 50, 50 kilometer weeks now. It's maybe normal. Um, and a lot of slow miles. I mean, it's, it's winter time. I've been running outside in the ice and snow and cold. So I just kind of go with how I feel each day. Often, especially in the winter, you know, I have a, a watch that shows things like the pace, but it's covered up by my jacket and my gloves. I don't even, I'll just go run. I know obviously the distances because, I have routes that, that I do around, you know, where I live. Um, but I, I don't, I don't get too fussed about that, but you know, when I'm in the period where I'm training, I did a half marathon in October, you know, through the summer months and into September, I really ramped up the mileage and I, I did try to hit more pacing goals to, to do it. So with running every day, I don't think you could be, at least for me, I look at, I'm not like crazy in shape. Like so, some of these, these people I see out on the roads are like amazingly in shape. Um, I still eat pizza and, you know, have the odd glass of wine. So I, I try to have a balance there. I'm not a crazy runner, man. Um, but when I'm trying to get into a certain race shape, I'll, I'll get a little more fussy that way. But, you know, these days I went 5k this morning, you know, it's not that, not that impressive. So like stuff, you know, some that's, that's kind of how I approach it. And I sort of feel like for me to keep running every single day, I need to stay healthy. And one of the ways to stay healthy is sometimes to, let your body just have an easier run than, than pushing it hard all the time. A model for so many people to strive for. Chris Johnston. <laughs> hey, a few people have been in my DMs, man, that have started their own run streaks just after hearing this. So like that, that actually brings me like tremendous pride that, that I can have at least a positive influence on a few people, because obviously it's something I'm passionate about and, and it's, it's been really important for me. So it's cool that a few other people want to do that. And I'm by no means am I saying everyone should do it. Find your find what works for you and 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 do it to the best of your ability. That's kind of that's kind of how I, I think exercise or really any any pursuit that you're doing really should be should be applied. And that's gonna do it for this uh, great Monday edition of the CJ Show. 
Uh, thank you to everyone who watched on YouTube or listened uh, on audio. And thank you for bearing with us with any uh, internet connectivity issues uh, throughout today's pod. I think we got through it as well as we could, but uh, just want to put that little disclaimer out there for everybody. Yeah, and thank you to producer Nick, because he's he's got the hard job on a day like this trying to make this thing sound okay. I mean, he's got the hard job every day, if we're being honest, but especially today, I'm challenging his his brain a little bit. Yeah, seriously, yeah, he's to put up with both of our egos. <laughs> well, you know, that's what he signed up for. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, all right, we'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. For CJ, I'm Julian. So long. Peace. The Chris Johnson Show. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Inside the game, twice a week. Follow Chris on Twitter at Reporter Chris. And follow Julian McKenzie at JK McKenzie. The Chris Johnston Show.